Doubly Pod. Yes, it is take three. Halloween special. Crop bags. 31st of October. We mentioned crop bags. We mentioned things which possibly could not even be aired. It was so grotesque. Breaking kayfabe, though. Halloween special. Not recorded on Halloween. We're trying to be more... Absolutely. We're trying to be more organised, because I am so disorganised. I'm about as disorganised as a Mark Henry appearing on Halloween Havoc on Trick or Treat Night. There you go. I'd say that'd be, I'd say that'd be a trick more than anything else. It would, well, well, if he's going to... Yeah. He, every time he wrestles, I consider it a trick. Um, the, only, the only person who's ever seen Mark Henry... I thought this would be a treat, was the manager of a KFC. This will be... <laughs> I can close early. Um, right. <laughs> However, we are looking... I can retire! Absolutely. We're looking today at the worst of wrestling. We've done one before. Um, I'm sure some of you fans that are still with us, um, why? I don't know. Um, you're crazy people. Uh Oh, you, you uh, little things, you. Absolutely. We've done one previously. So we probably mentioned stuff that we mentioned before. Mark Henry, big show. And uh, WWE messing up the um, alliance. Anyway, moving on, Mike. Um, how are you? Absolutely, Dan. Dude, big brass knobs on. Big, big brass knobs on. Well, and I've scoured the internet for opinions. I'm going to be plagiarising... Uh, at least two, two or three stir- stories on the on the Bleacher Report, uh, and people have probably got the five worst wrestlers, the ten worst storylines, your top ten ah. worst storylines, five times WWE dropped the ball on storylines. It's all here, and it's now. Sounds good. Absolutely, 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 Mike. Um, but what's your scariest Halloween theme song, by the way? What uh, the scariest? Yes. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, mm. I'm too. I'm quite easily scared. You're quite easily scared. I'm very easily scared. I actually was searching around for Halloween themed videos. Oh yeah, for sound effects and things for this to, for this, and I scared myself with some of the results I found. I'm I'm quite a wimp when it comes to scary shit. You're squ- oh, well, yeah. So, well, I like my scary films. Uh, Michelle, I mean, doesn't my other half. Um, she doesn't really like scary films to the point where she really doesn't let me watch them that often. I I I I I, I do not like scary films. No. No, I I I'd like to, I'm a scared man. I hate roller coasters. Really? Hate them. Oh, you hate roller coasters. I do. I, I know this makes you sound like quite a wimp, but I suppose I am. But I hate roller coasters. I don't see why. You would pay money to be scared. See, I love roller coasters. I don't get it. Because you're scared in a confined safe where your subconscious actually knows you're going to be safe. Well, then why are you scared at all? Because it's a, it's a frightening experience in a, as safe an environment as you're going to get. So, but, if I, I'm, but if I'm safe, I'm not scared, usually. Yeah, but well, the, it's the illusion of not being safe. That's why, you see. Oh, the illusion of not being safe. We should come to Thorpe Park. Mike, next year with me. I have been to Thorpe Park. I've been to Thorpe Park. Good. And how did that go for you? I fucking hated it. You really? <laughs> what? Didn't you go on any uh, rides? No? Yes, I hated them all. You were... But you went on them all. That's the most important thing. Well yes. done. Well done. Thank you. I'm proud Thank you of you. Thank you very much. Thank you, gorgeous. Thank you. One da- I want to see. Now, now you say that, Mike, I want to get a picture of you and me on the front of Stealth. There you go. 
That's Who's there? Uh, stealth is the roller coaster. Was she, was, she one of the gla- was she one of the gladiators? No, no, no. <laughs> no. 80s or 90s? Okay. 80s gladiators were the best. Well, not early 90s, wasn't it, I think? Oh, definitely. The, 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 the proper the proper original gladiators they were they were fun they were fun do you think at the time if WWE did a gladiator invasion storyline it would have gone down well oh wow I, yeah I think it would have been brilliant because it was so big at the time American gladiators obviously and us locked down in the UK and also in the 90s when gladiators was hot WWE uh, gladiators was supposed to be a family show Yes. And at the time, WWE was a bit more kid-focused and they became in the latter 90s, so it could have worked very nicely. It could have worked. It could have worked very, very nicely. But today, Mike, we're, we're, we've we got to stop talking about nice things and talk about bad things in terms of, uh, in terms of wrestling. Um, having said that, if we do mention the top five wrestlers, we won't really be talking much about actual wrestling, I would imagine. Bleacher Report, the five worst wrestlers in the history of the Raw show. Oh, right. In the history of Raw. Yeah, obviously, this is someone's opinion. As this show is, this is obviously our opinion. So if you don't like it, well, there's not much you can really do about it other than email us at www.podcast.googlemail.com. Or tweet us at www.pod. Or come into one of my blogs at www.moonfruit.com. Oh, there you go. There you go. This is... What a plug. What a plug. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, what? They've got, they've got Rosa Mendez as one of them. Really? Yes, yes, with her good looks, feisty charisma, and first-rate promo skills. Former model makes a great manager. Sadly, it took the company a while to figure out that Mendes, who was signed in 06, coming out of the Diva Search contest, was far better suited to managing rather than wrestling. Um, I don't know. I think it's a bit unfair. I can't remember her wrestling once. Maybe but, that says something. Rosa Mendes. The great Carly is in their top five. I kind of... Inclined to agree, sort of. There's one thing about the Greg Cully I can't quite work out, right? Yep. Now we know he's. I've got to admit, he is a woeful wrestler. He is, uh, and not even because. And I don't mean because he doesn't do much in the ring. There's been a million wrestlers who don't do much in Hogan doesn't, Raven doesn't, John Cena doesn't. However, what Carly does do. Is he still does it awfully? He he, so, he walks to the ring awfully. Um, but hey, he does. But there's one thing that I can't quite work out. What's that then? Well, they push him as a face. Fair yes. enough. They push him as a face. I call him the Punjabi playboy at home, dance in the ring. One problem. There's only one thing he does worse than wrestle, and that's dance. But we can laugh at him. Well, you kind of have to. I mean, I mean, basically, he dances like a kind of arthritic dad. I think. Well, I think he's been... <laughs> he, he has. He's got he bad has knees, no, doesn't he? That's why. No... Well, maybe that's. Oh, well, if, if that's the case, don't have him dance. Don't. Don't have him do the great. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I mean, I've always seen the great Carly would have been much better places. For example, Paul Heyman's bodyguard or something, you know, and just doesn't talk. Yes, that would be fine. And then clobbers people. But, yeah. Well, I think the great Carly... Is he worthy of he a top five? Been, he would, worst well, but, wrestlers in the history of Raw. In terms of in the ring, like an actual wrestler, yeah, I'd say that's fairly fairly accurate. Despite the fact that he had an okay match on a pay-per-view as a main event, where some wrestlers well, haven't never had that. 
Yes, but did he have much to do with that OK match? No. There we are. They've also got Ashley Massaro. See, I think that's harsh. I, I disagree with this Bleacher Report, Mike. I got excited about it, but I disagree. Ashley, uh, the uh, 2005 Diva Contest winner, she's, uh, she's not a great wrestler, but she's definitely not the worst. I think, Ash- I, I think she would definitely be average in the current women's division. I remember Ashley being quite bad. Yeah. But she only had like two matches ever. Now, that's probably, again, for a reason. But can you really judge someone on only their first two matches? Well, that's the problem. And the next one's Buff Bagwell on his one appearance. That was so abysmal. They decided to put him in the list. That's really harsh. Uh, We disagree. Uh, this, This is, Mike, this is the worst top five worst wrestlers. In the history of That's Raw. Good, can we do a top five worst top five? A top five. Well, this, this, is, this is up there with one of them. Absolutely. The ten worst storylines in wrestling history, though, Mike. This sounds more like it. This sounds more us. Okay. Okay. Um, any angle involving David Flair as number ten. Oh, how evil. I... I kind of think that could be at number 10. There are worse ones, but oh dear. Well, uh, oh. Any, ang- oh. Any angle involving David Flair. But David Flair had some angles with... Yep. Some angles with... Oh no! Mike has disappeared, boys and girls. What's happened? Mr. Mr. Mike, where have you gone? You see, this is this is exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. We're attempting to dial Mike. The gremlins have got into the system. And alas, it's not connecting, boys and girls. It's not looking good. Ten minutes into the Halloween special, and it's it's the the clearly the storylines involving David Flair have got absolutely too much for this show. And we're dialing. Is he going to answer, boys and girls? Mike, you're back. I, I, I was saying that it was either the gremlins or the fact that this, this show um, g- g- imploded when we basically mentioned David Flair storylines. I was puzzled myself because I couldn't hear you, but obviously I could hear myself, so I didn't know what was being heard at all. Nothing. So simply, you went. So, oh, I went. Yeah, yeah. You were about to oh. comment on how harsh it was and whether you agreed or not, I, and then, and then, and then it, it, it cancelled you out, so to speak. Well, what I was saying was, David Flair did have a couple of not-too-bad angles with his dad. Okay. So I think there's a lot worse. <laughs> well, let's see the rest of the top ten. Number nine, any angle involving Mae Young? Um, she is bizarre. Yes. Uh, 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 are a lot of these like this? Nope, because number eight, Mike, HBK and God... Versus the McMahons. That was shit. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely. I think. I think we're both agreed. Top ten absolutely deserves make, to it be. Just did, 
whether you're religious or, or, or not, or offended by that or not, it just made no sense. No, it didn't. It didn't. And uh, it was ridiculous. Um, it, it was a bit weird, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think if you're offended by it, um, I think, really, you had every right to be uh, for that. For that, It was just so, so stupid. Um, it was really weird. I mean, who had that idea, you know? Vince. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, it could have only come from him, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. Uh, num- that was a bit weird. <laughs> number number seven, Oklahoma. There you go. One that might be ah! dear to your heart. I I agree that this should be in the top ten. It was once again offensive and I, distasteful. I, I have never seen much of the Oklahoma thing, but this is where Ed Ferrara dressed as Jr. and took the piss out of him having Bell's palsy, wasn't it? Well, not quite. Yeah, yeah. His voice and things like that. Yeah. Oh, well, so. that's not that as bad. That's not as bad as I thought then. But let's be honest. I think I think Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara. I think I think even them combined, I don't think couldn't equal the talent of Jim Ross, in my opinion. Wow. I think Jim Ross has given more to wrestling. Um, I think than Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara. That's a difficult debate to be had, I think. No, I don't think so. Okay, fine. No, I, mean, no, no, I mean, I mean, fair enough. I mean, if you want to, if you want to agree um, to disagree, I know Vince Russo gave a lot, but this man he's commentated what from like you know the the, the mid nineties, and he, I think, I think you can call him in our generation and the time I've been alive, and you can make a case for it overall the best announcer on wrestling period overall he is probably the best I've ever heard I can't deny that I mean I know people talk about Gordon Soley Gordon Soley and I think there's a guy called Lance Russell as well but I've never really heard much of those two if at all so for me I'd have to say GR is the best announcer ever I mean I whether I mean the only reason I'm not too sure about that statement is because Ferrara and Russo was such a huge part, obviously not on their own, because they show they can't cut it on their own like in WCW. Not on their own, with Vince with Vince vetting the ideas as, as it apparently was, they were an enormous part of the Attitude Era, and the Attitude Era changed wrestling a hell of a lot. And let's be honest, the industry is still in a different place, probably a better place because of it. Okay, then what's the case for Ed Ferrara? Well, I said Russo and Ferrara. Russo, uh, okay. Yeah, so I I don't know if, if how, how easy you can pick between those two in terms of the difference they've made to wrestling over the years. But we're definitely but anyway, agreed that Oklahoma, quite rightly in the top ten in worst storylines. Yes. Good, because number six, ECW, one here. Go for it. And, uh, 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 I bet I know what it is. What's that? Does it involve a crucifixion? No, it doesn't. Really? It involves Dawn Marie. What did she do? Al, uh, Al Wilson and Dawn Marie. Um, in terms of, uh, here's an idea for a storyline. Let's hire a second-rate former ECW diva and make her into a gold digger. Um, obviously, I think this actually happened in WWE. I do apologise. It's just because I saw Dawn that Marie. That was WWE, yes. But they say, and that's one of that's in the top ten worst storylines about Tory Wilson's dad. And sex him to death. Oh, yeah. I like Dawn Marie. I always fancied her. Um, 
And the result of the storyline did result in a apparently much complained about kiss between Dawn Marie and, and Tory Wilson on a pay-per-view. And yes, wasn't it that Dawn Marie shagged Al Wilson and he had a heart attack? Was that it? Yes. <laughs> I don't I'm, It's a bad story though, Mike. Top 10 bad, I don't really know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think it is bad, but I think, again, there's a lot worse. Uh, well, well I, th- I kind of agree with number five. Um, definitely, uh, especially because of the timing of it as well in this day and age. Yeah. The Muhammad Hassan and Divari terrorist angle. Yeah, that was a bit odd. I mean, don't get me wrong. You have, obviously, Mohammed Hassan, you know, a sympathiser. Um, uh, yeah. And I thought he was a really good character. Basically, a, a, a modern Iron Sheik kind of thing they were going for. He even had the camel clutch. Yeah. But they kind of yeah. went to it. And, and they should have kept it just at that uh, without any terrorists involved. And just had him and Davari. And basically, I mean, he had enough heat without doing that. And... It was WWE that ruined Hassan's career, career, really, when this guy could have quite easily been one of the top heels for two or three years in a row, I think, especially if he won one of the big belts. So he turned up, he said that Americans were prejudiced. Yes. And then what happened? How did they make it worse? I can't remember. Um, they, uh, an angle um, went too far when Davari was scheduled to face the Undertaker in a squash match, a SmackDown taping, when during the beatdown, Hassan began praying and a group of terrorists in ski masks uh, started to attack the Undertaker. Um, and did uh, and that episode of SmackDown, unfortunately, aired, because obviously SmackDown's uh, recorded, aired the same, yeah. the same day as the, as the Al-Qaeda attacks, uh, allegedly, obviously, well, the Al-Qaeda attacks on downtown London. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, someone should have been a bit clever there, really, but oh well. I kind of, I, I kind of agree that the way all that all went down, that definitely deserves being in the top ten. It's the sort of thing where if you want to make someone a heel with cheap heat, that's one thing. But cheap heat when you're talking terrorists is just a bit... And, and real pe- people's lives, you know, as in like, in, you know, no, no. It's a bit disturbing. It is, it is, it is. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, WWE, I mean, they had a really good character in Hassan, and then obviously that was the end of it. Because um, the next pay per view was a Great American Bash, where um, Undertaker power bombed him, I think, through the stage, and that was the last we saw of Mohammed Hassan. I think, I think also he was, he was leaving. Because, um, no, apparently he wasn't, I've heard. Really? He was leaving because of that. Because WWE's mess up with the storyline. Oh, I thought he was leaving because he wanted to be an actor, and that's why they screwed. They got rid of him. Well, if you see what I mean, yeah, yeah. perhaps I'm wrong. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, because originally he was going to challenge at SummerSlam, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, and I thought, and I think him winning at a SummerSlam, I think uh, it would have been, it would have been really interesting anyway. Couldn't they have done the same angle again with the great Carly? No, you can't take him no. seriously. Because uh, uh, let's be honest, Hassan, he did. For, for he did do, uh, I thought, really solid heel promos. He was a very, he was very good on the microphone. Yeah, better than Randy Orton, absolutely. The top heel, allegedly, along with uh, absolutely. Well, let's be honest, I really think top heel Paul Heyman at the moment. Oh yeah, um, love him, love him. And then and, and then and then uh, you you fall about forty five and a half feet, and then there's Randy Orton. Um, 
That's something like that. Number four, where, though, where, Mike. Where Number... would you where would you put Curtis Axel in that in brackets? Um, he would be the um, hardcore champion. Yeah, I think he'd make a good hardcore champion. So what you're saying is you're not that impressed? No, I'm not. Yeah. I ne- I'd never was. Nor am I really. And I think I never will be. Uh, but I, this is once again, Mike. I love to be proved wrong. Proved wrong. I hate to say, but I agree with you. I mean, we all know that a lot of people have banged on over the years about Goldust trying to live up to his dad. But yeah. let's be honest, the way that they did it, WWE Creative or Goldust himself, whoever, was to come up with a character so completely removed from his dad. It what, made was it initially a rib, price. do you think? Was it initially a rib? They Because it's been reported backstage, a bit like where they take the mick out of Jim Ross, that Dusty, at the time, wasn't obviously you know their favourite person in the world, and so that will make yeah. his son do this, and it's a big rib. Um, uh, that's one of the stories I heard. However, it kind of turned on its head, because Goldust, definitely a Hall of Famer, and I think what he did with the character, I really don't think anyone else could have done that, and struggled. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It... I look at Goldust and and it reminds me of The Undertaker. Those two characters should never have worked when they were were released, if that's the right term. But with those performers, it works. Because they're great performers. And I think you could could arguably um, put Kane in that mix as well, even. Possibly, possibly. Not so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. See, obviously, slightly weaker than the Undertaker, as a character than the Undertaker, and uh, but yeah. he, he kind of has been upper mid card throughout, and the odd main eventer, to his credit. It's been fifteen years at least now for him, so he's made it work somehow. And talking about Kane, Mike, number four, Kane. What do you reckon? Ah, uh, yes, I think I know what this is. Katie Vick. Um, yeah, okay. it had to be. Katie Vig happened during a few months where I kind of ducked out of wrestling for a bit. Good idea. I, it was a good thing that you did that, Mike. I've seen bits since, but never the whole thing. Now, was it something like Katie, uh, Katie Vick was some act, some de- temporary diva who died and Kane supposedly had sex with the dead body? Well, Kane had found... sex with her, yeah. So Kane had sex with the dead body? Yes. And then what happened? And they kind of, sort of, maybe filmed a bit of it. But the filming was actually Triple H in a mask, wasn't it? Hmm. So, yeah, well, um, yeah. <laughs> Moving on, Mike. Um, I mean, having, uh, to, to have a red sense with the corpse is quite funny, but it's a bit, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, but I mean, doing something like that is... Is inter- if you're going to make it funny, it's it, that thing. It is sick, and it almost belongs on on a, on a film. Um, in, you know, like, like that has a lot of black humour in it, or something. You know, in relation yes. to that, you know, a very dark, dark comedy. And I think that's the only way you'd ever get away with it. And I think I, I don't think WWE, um, probably till the day you and I die, would not ever be able to get away with something like that because they are family entertainment even in the attitude era whether they want to admit it or not more you know it's statistically more children watched back then than they do now so there you go see i think that the attitude era i've been in me thinks the other way around thinks 
stop trying to be cutesy and family friendly. Well, they did. You are, in, you are did. enormous. You are, yeah, I know, but I mean now. Now, yeah, you've, I think you've got in, you've got enormous men in a ring pretending to beat the shit out of each other. How do you possibly make that family friendly? I know. I don't get it. You... <laughs> well, um, um, no. <laughs> Number no, number three, the uh, I don't I have not seen this, Mike. You may have heard, you may have actually oh, yeah. seen this. Um, it involves right. your mate Buff Bagwell again. Yes, the Buff What's Bagwell wheelchair incident. During his run in WCW, in WCW, Marcus Bagwell suffered a very real and serious broken neck at the hands of Rick Steiner. It was a botched move that went wrong, and the initial prognosis was that Bagwell's career was over. However, he dedicated himself to rehab and was ready to make amends. And as Bagwell sat in his wheelchair and assured Steiner there were no hard feelings, he then jumped out of his chair, beat the crap out of Rick, who joined the NWO. Now, in a business where you're just one botched move away from power from being paralysed or even death, Buff Bagwell used his second chance in wrestling business as a cheap mid-card level promo for the NWO. I think that's quite clever. <clears throat> but, okay, but to, to other people, for example, the uh, the uh, unfortunate man in TNA that happened to, I think, last year, that have actually had that happen to them, that's a big poo in the face, or not? Who did it happen to in TNA? Was it Crimson or someone? No, 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 no. I forgot the wrestler now, and I shouldn't. I'm a bit disappointed with myself. I don't uh, think I knew about this. Um, yeah, well, yeah, we did. We did discuss. I, I do remember discussing it. Did we? Yes. What was I wearing? Uh, Ion. Ion. Something Ion. No. Zima Ion. No, Jesse Sorensen. Sorry. Oh, I know that name. <laughs> yeah, he 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 um injured himself, broken neck. Ugh. Yes. Uh, is he par- is, wait, is, it, is he paralysed? I think he's still maybe having a lot of trouble. Oh it happened God. against all odds in 2012. Jesse Sorensen, one year after a broken neck, um, trying to load the website. Slowly, albeit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> one year after a broken neck, that's a lot, that's a long time. Well, hang on. What, I'm confused. What happened a year after? Are we oh, no nothing, no, no, nothing happened a year after. He has, however, despite that happening on a TNA pay-per-view, he has been let go by TNA since, which I think's uh, not too great. Not brilliant, no. So... But, he, but, he, but he's all right. He's come a long way. Um, he's, he's treated a lot can change. Very thankful and blessed with, not to be in the position I was a year ago. So he has got better, but I don't know how much. Good. Okay, I see. Well, to be honest, the Buff Bagwell thing, look at it this way. It is a bit close to the knuckle, but everyone would have been so sucked in by that. It would have been an amazing moment. And let's be honest, Buff Bagwell, although a lot of people have slagged him off over the years, he adores wrestling. And he would have had no problem saying, yeah, let's use, let's use it in an angle. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, but then again, yeah, but then again, you could say the same about. Uh, I mean, similar things that the WWE have done. That I don't agree. Um, Jerry the King, uh, Lawless heart attack, and the CM Punk thing. I didn't agree with really. Um, even yeah, though Jerry the King would have. Jerry, okay. Jerry Lawler nearly died. Yes, he did. He did nearly die. And uh, same with Paul Bearer. I didn't. I thought that was a bit distasteful. So, distasteful that was a bit harsh as well. Yeah, I would put. I would put Jerry Lawler straight into this list. 
Okay, Joey Lawler's try. I'd probably pull Barry as well. I think. Okay. Um, and okay, number two, the Sandman's Crucifixion, Mike. There it is. What did you think? Does it deserve to be at number two? First of all. Uh, it's not brilliant. Would it, at the very least, would it, without a shadow of doubt, if you and I sat down and did a top ten, would this very least deserve to be in the top five? I've probably forgotten about it. No? It's not great, obviously. Uh, just, if you crucify anyone, obviously not real life, you know what I mean, you're going to have big religious connotations. Huge religious connotations, especially as I'm Catholic. And I think but, if, you, uh, if you offend an entire ECW arena, you kind of know you've gone wrong. You fucked something up. That's Quite true, bad. Yes. <clears throat> so that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no defending anyone in this either. So it's not brilliant, I must admit. But I want, I'm curious, if what the hell's number one? What the hell's number hand? one? No, no, no. Eddie Sploitation Splot- should... is number one. Eddie Sploitation was fairly horrible. Yeah, this, the, obviously they're, they're talking in specifically. The angle began soon after the death of the well-respected superstar uh, um, and his nephew, Chavo, began beefing with Rey Mysterio. Ah, yes. This is familiar. Where, point being that Chavo felt Ray was a leech living off Eddie Guerrero's name. And, uh, and well, that credited was kind of true. Yeah, and credited Eddie with putting Ray over while being jealous. Uh, and if the feud uh, would have just been between these two, it would have been so bad. But then Eddie's real-life widow at the time, Vicky Guerrero, inserted herself in the storyline. And Vicky soon sided with Chavo, using the death of her husband as nothing more than a backstory for a cheap heel turn. Uh, obviously, um. You know, she. Everyone understood, obviously, and I did, that Vicky Guerrero had had kids to support. However, was this going to tarnish the legacy, though, of 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 a of her husband's name? Um, uh, not surprising that they did this. Really, I thought it was nice, Rey Mysterio winning at Mania, and I did think it was nice, Rey Mysterio winning the Royal Rumble. I I won't take that away. I personally think it happened a year sooner than it would have happened, purely because of Eddie's death. Yeah, but I didn't have a... I mean, I don't think... You did not have a problem with Rey Mysterio, basically, getting a really good run up until WrestleMania, and then it went a bit, bit pear-shaped after that, the way they booked him. But uh, winning the Rumble and winning Mania, that was it was nice. Even though, I think, at the time, most people wanted Angle to win the Mania match, but still. There is one thing that I did find a bit distasteful about it. And what's that? Which was at No Way Out... When Randy Orton was yelling at Rey Mysterio, oh. Eddie's not in heaven, he's in hell. Yeah, that was not very That's nice at all. fucking horrible. Yeah, and it's just another reason why we don't like Randy Orton. I mean, you don't need, you know, it's not very hard to dislike him, if you're me. I tell you what, yeah. we haven't done one of these shows for a while. Talk Correct. to me, Mike. Sorry, I, I, was, I was thinking about mice. Shall we put Randy Orton into the WWE Podhouse of Horrors? Into the WWE. The, the, I'd still into the cul-de-sac of crap. 
That was it, the coldest we need... <laughs> I tell you what, Mike, when we have a slow week, and we will have one um, after the, uh, just before the Survivor Series, I'd imagine, after having yeah. the self-pay for you, we, we will, uh, let's look at it, we're, discuss, we're discussing backstage stuff live on air. A real treat for you fans. A real treat. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I, it'd be interesting. We could do a whole show about, about, <laughs> about Randy Orton. To be honest, I'm sure about Randy Orton would kind of just need to be three words. Dull as shit. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 2004 but, being, being a highlight, of course. Um, but yes. That, he, he did peak in 2004. <laughs> he did peak in 2004. Um, so there, so, so there, there you go. So, we are definitely putting uh, Randy Orton into the cul de sack of crap. If we're talking about horrible things in wrestling, what else can we shove in? Well, we've got uh, interesting. I'm, I've been searching a few, um, a few uh, message boards, and th- this this guy here, uh, Ninja Kato, um, um, from FanFiction.net, in ter- uh, posting of your your top ten worst wrestling storylines. Um, uh, I don't know if they're in any order, but number one, he's put Pac-Man Jones in TNA. What was the point? That was so weird. I agree let's with him. Guy, let's get a guy who's not allowed to wrestle and put him in a wrestling company. Yes. Um, he, even so, he's so. actually mentioned at number 10, Great Cully is the Punjab playboy. And just put... See? Why? Um, he's got um, the he Horns... Hornswoggle Chavo Guerrero through feud. <coughs> Do you know what could be in there? What? <coughs> uh, what's it called? Hornswoggle being Vince McMahon's son. Oh, God, that was one. Yeah, and you know what? Initially, it should have been Ken Kennedy, Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. And you know what? It, that would have made sense. And they ruined their own storyline to punish him. It's ridiculous. They, yeah. they do How many times have they done that? It's ridiculous. It's it's you ruin your own. It's a bit like it's a bit like someone having a taxi at work, being angry, and then kicking the taxi and thinking, "Shit, I can't make much money now." But that's exactly what they're doing to their own product, isn't it? You're absolutely right. So, I just clean a window. I'm a window cleaner. I'm fucking furious with my job. I'm going to smash the window. Therefore, I can't do any more work for the rest of the but week. It, it, it's almost not even that. It's, it's you're, you're the manager of a window cleaning company, and someone's annoyed you by by calling. I don't know. Maybe he called. He called you ugly, or or, or basically said, "I don't like your new haircut." And then then you think this guy, even though he works for me, and and I pay for all the equipment, I'm going to snap in half his one of his window cleaning utensils that he clean, so he can't clean windows properly. And then his ladder, his ladder, perhaps. And then kick his ladder, and then smash one of the windows he's cleaned, even though it's going to hurt me financially. That's basically, you know, it's ridiculous. I love the fact that we're comparing WWE to a window cleaner. I think we've done it quite well. Pat on the back for us, I say. A Pat Man on the back. Yes, Pat Man Jones on the back. Check Pat Man Jones on the back. It was bizarre, that it really was. Um, and of course, I'd never heard of him. <laughs> 
This guy's also put, um, John Cena uh, uh, is greater than the World Championships, where most of his pay-per-views and pay-per-views did not deserve to be the main events over the WWE Championship matches, and the fact they were is just a travesty. I know this plays into CM Punk's storyline and heel, heel turn, but uh, he still didn't agree with Cena's matches being main event status, just because, well, he's John Cena. I think you and I had that point. I think it had been almost, what, a good few months that um, they actually had a title match on a pay-per-view that was the main event, remember? It was almost a year. It was a long time. It was pretty ridiculous. And I think at one point also, um, um, wasn't it? It was so, in terms of a, a championship match or, or a, some kind of main event, it, it involved Randy Orton, uh, John Cena, and I forgot who else. Oh, well, someone or something. Yeah, yeah. And that's all it was for so long. Uh, and now, you know, oh, well. It was something like a combination of those three, or two of those three, have main evented 25 pay-per-views. Ridiculous. Something insane like that. And it was just, we needed someone else. We needed a fresh face. In the end, we got some fresh faces, obviously. Um, um, but, Hawk, yeah. We've got Hawk trying to commit suicide by jumping down the Titatron. I've never seen that. Not good. Um, um, Bastion Booger falling in love with Luna Vicon. I've never seen that either. Um, the build-up between the Big Show and the Big Boss Man to Armageddon. The ah! That was quite bad, I thought, and distasteful. It was a bit weird where saying that his dad was, a, was dying, even though he'd been dead for two years. That was bad, wasn't it? Let's be honest. That was that was not good at all. And then they went to his dad's funeral and drove away the coffin and apparently Big Show jumped on the coffin. Yes. This one's interesting, though. Five times WWE dropped the ball with epic storylines, Mike. Now this I like the sound of. I've got a few for this. Yeah, let's hear these. I will do. Um, and the website. Okay, here we go. Next. Click on next. It's very slow. It's very slow. I'm not too sure why. It's loading, sort of. So, wait for it, Mike. Wait for it. We, we kind of need it. We kind of need a drum roll. We'll see what they are. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I think, I think you and I could probably list about a top 50, I think, if we put our heads together and had, had a long enough show. Um, oh, it's because they got videos. Triple H versus CM Punk, number five. Well, that only lasted about 10 minutes, didn't it? I it guess did. that's the point. And this guy said it should have been longer. And it was pretty much over before it started. And he felt but that the, it left Triple H ultimately feuding briefly with Kevin Nash. So it let, oh, yeah. Yeah. There is a massive thing around that time that I wanted to mention along those lines. Okay, cool. This, it's not to do with Triple H versus Punk, but at the time, Triple H was in charge. And as you, and, and as you, know, as you will remember... At the time, there was this big idea that there was someone else behind the scenes controlling shit to make Triple H look bad. Yes! And I loved that idea. And I really wanted to know who it was, and I was on the edge of my seat, and um, I never did it. No, uh, no a bit like the, uh, the um, anonymous general manager being Hornswoggle. Ah, uh, yes. Um, John Laurinaitis is one of them as well. Who I thought John. he was a perfect heel authority figure. As in the uh, dropping Wait, the ball. Wait, what? Yeah, I I know. He was shite. He he was. I think yeah. I think that probably went on a bit too long. Um, yeah, it was it was a bit rubbish. I did like the fact though. What st- I did like the storyline. He it was 
when he, he said Brock Lesnar is going to be the new face of WWE and tried to cancel out John Cena by hiring Brock Lesnar, I did, th- I did think that part was interesting. That was great, but you didn't need Laurinaitis to do it. No, that could have been anyone. Um, yes. John Cena versus Kane. Uh, dropping the, dropping the ball. Yeah, there wasn't a ball. They, they, they didn't even need to pick up that ball, did they? That was horrible feud. The only thing I can think of is that Cena versus Kane. If Cena had gone here at the end of it, it would have made total sense. It would have made perfect sense. But because he didn't, it didn't. No. And interestingly, at number two, they've got the anonymous for this person. It has the anonymous raw general manager, Mike. Well, that was just a bit odd, really. Yeah, but it would have been interesting had they had someone, you know, be the anonymous Raw general manager. I mean, I mean, let, let's try and think of three wrestlers or three wrestling personalities each where it would have been cool to to be the anonymous Raw general manager. The Who great Carly. <laughs> the great... Shane McMahon, because we all know he's left WWE. That would have been interesting. That would have been amazing. I mean, let's be honest. They, just, they only did an anonymous general manager... Because Eric Bischoff wasn't available. But wouldn't it have been good if it was Eric Bischoff? I'd have loved it. I would have. I adore Eric Bischoff. He's great. And and, and wouldn't it have been great then if it, the anonymous, you know, was Eric Bischoff, and then and then, and then through some kind of storyline, he he ended up buying SmackDown and then calling it Thursday Night Nitro and and branded oh. it as WCW and had a fake like well equivalent Monday Night War, which initially they were going to do, weren't they? Uh, but it never quite happened. Sounds good to me. I know, but it, alas, alas, alas. Well, that, I mean, I do think though, dropping the ball, uh, whether it, this is number one or not, um, I think we have. We've all mentioned previously the whole WCW versus WWE. That was a massive ball dropping thing. It it was massive ball dropping. Massive it ball was dropping. Just, it was just a bit strange, is what it was. I mean. Let's take WCW and ECW. Oh, that yeah. There was hate- no, there was no reason for that, was there? No, they've hated each other forever. And put them together. Let's take all the top WCW stars and not sign them. Let's take WWE guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Test. And Razzie decide they're WCW, even though that Steve Austin hates WCW. For the own belief, it was just a bit strange. Yes, it was a bit strange, wasn't it? That's what it was. It was just a bit weird. Like a bitch in the night. Like a bitch in the night. Well, there you go, boys and girls. Like a picnic hamper in the desert. Like an eel in Holland. An eel in Holland, an eel in... Well... I saw one of them once. You did, did you? It was eaten by a swan. Well, the eel? Yeah, seriously. I saw... I, I was I was sitting... I was in Amsterdam on holiday. This was years ago. And uh, I was by the canal with Daryl and John, my two best Orpington pals. I were trying to get the attention of some young ladies on the other side of the river. And there was an eel in the in the middle of, sorry, of the canal, and all of a sudden the swan just went and like swallowed it whole. Oh my god! Yeah, that's scary stuff. That is, Mike. I know, and then it sexually assaulted me. Excellent. 
Uh, well, that bit was alright, but the, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, they've also mentioned that oh, he no- just swans in here. <laughs> number one for that particular assaults me and leaves. <laughs> number one for that particular thing was um uh, the Nexus. Ah, I kind of agree. Nexus, really, the Nexus was brilliant. Where they dropped the ball was the second Nexus, the core, and then the, yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, the well, Nexus, but, it kind but, of, fizz, as with all things, it kind of fizzled out. A bit like the Shield it, may be in danger of doing. Not the moment, it, but I do worry. The the new Nexus, as they kept calling it, was Sam Punk as its head, was around for, what, three weeks and pissed off? Yes, not good. The only thing left from the, from the Nexus now is Bray Wyatt. Of course. What? Where's Wade? Where, 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 where? Where's Wade Barrett? Is he hurt again? No idea. Potentially. Oh dear. Maybe he's uh, gone food shopping for his mum. <laughs> well, there you, um, there you go. Oh, oh um, just a thought. Uh, another worst story, like the gobbledygooker, Mike, nineteen ninety. Uh, a lot of people have remember this with uh, a great deal of disappointment. What about Val Venus being castrated back in 1998? What did you think of that storyline? He wasn't castrated, was he? Oh, I, thought no. he was, I, thought, I thought he was just whacked in the penis. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, the next week, Val explained he'd been saved by a little trinkage, apparently. Um, uh, oh, I see. Well, yeah. it was the attitude era. Why not? It was kind of time. Got to do something to get it over. Yes, yes. And apparently that means attacking Al, Al Snow, Val Venus on the penis. Val Venus on the penis. Um, they've, they've got um, beaver cleavage from 1999. <laughs> Mosh from the Headbangers was left to go after singles after Thrasher suffered a knee injury. And what, obviously, WF decided to, uh, to, um, to do with him, put him in black and white vignettes, vignettes uh, black and white whatever, where he made sexual yeah. references towards his mother. And they ended up dropping the gimmick with Beaver Cleavage revealing himself as Chaz during a work shoot in which he said he was tired of gimmicks and he just wanted to be him. Weird. Um, okay, Meat and Pia... Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't know much about that at all. What? 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 No, I know. Well, he, made, I... he made sexual comments about his own mother while wearing stockings. I, I don't know. I didn't see it. I've no, no idea. Yeah, sexual references towards mother according to this. Was his mother hot? I don't know. Yeah, that makes no difference. Forget it. Um, meat and PMS. Sean Stasiak yeah. had a brief run with WWF as Meat. Meat was apparently the boy toy of the Pretty Mean Sisters, Jacqueline, Terry Runnels and Ryan Shamrock. Obviously abbreviated to PMS. Meat started off with a winning streak but eventually became a jobber. This was apparently explained by the map that Meat would tire himself out, pleasuring PMS before his matches. Oh, oh my god! I didn't know this. There you go. No, did I? I didn't know that part. Of it. Unsurprisingly, he didn't get over. Really? Hmm. He did all right in WCW, but nowhere else. Um, they've got obviously Big Boss Man driving off with Big Show's casket, and the these people they mentioned the hand from May, ah! Young, May Young's hand. It has to be no, no joking. Tell you, it has to be in there. It, well, it is. There you go. Uh, it was briefly. Here's one. Here's a blast from the past, Mike. Perry Saturn and Moppy. Yes. 
Oh, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um... at, the, at, the, at the time, it was funny. Looking <laughs> back at it now. Oh no, Mike, are you okay? Are you okay, Mike? <laughs> I think I'm allergic to Moppy. <laughs> well, well, so was Terry Runnels. So was Terry Runnels. No, was she? Yeah. Oh, right. Well, you know, she might have got splinters. They've got here, interestingly, and I might be inclined to agree with them. Chris Jericho, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon in the WrestleMania 18 build up. Now, I don't know much about WrestleMania 18, if I'm really honest. I'm not even sure if I've seen it. WrestleMania 18, I've got a copy of it, but I haven't watched it yet. But I do know that it was um, one thing that puzzled me is that Chris Jericho was feuding with Triple H for the title. Mm-hmm. Then the title went to Hulk Hogan. And then Triple H and Jericho just kept feuding. Yeah, I don't know. I always find that a bit confusing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think Stephanie wanted to renew her wedding, her wedding vows and faked a pregnancy. And that's what made Triple H spit from her. Oh, <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. Um, they've got... I see you for what you truly are. Oh, that was good. That was good, though. A no good skanky bitch, or whatever it was. Yeah, they forgot about that, haven't they? The fact that they got divorced. Um, anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Kane and Lita's relationship during the Matt Hardy storyline, during the fact that Matt Hardy was sacked. Now, wasn't that when Lita was pregnant with Kane's child? Yeah, and then she flattened. Just flattened by Snipsky. Very poor taste, really, isn't it, I think? Well, they had to get rid of it somehow. So they got a forced marriage and then a miscarriage. Yes. Not good. I mean, it's just modern life. Heidenreich abducts Michael Cole. Heidenreich was odd. I mean, they've got... <laughs> yes, he... He was, he was, he was very odd. Hyder Wright basically came in as a heel and he was all marauding and evil and then all of a sudden became a face tagging up with uh, Road Warrior Animal. If I remember rightly. Yes. And he, he, li- he liked his poems as well, didn't he? He did like his poems, yes, but hey, what was what did he do with Michael Cole? He kidnapped him. He kidnapped him, and there are references to maybe something more happening. Such as? Um, da 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 Or Brobat Mountain. <laughs> well, no, look, potentially. I mean, that was the indication there. Um... It, wait, is this to do with an old film? Yes, not Brokeback Mountain, of course. Um, it was oh, God. I forgot now. I forgot the film. Sorry. I think I know what. I think I just about know your. Hang on. Are you saying that they implied that John Hyder I was going to do unspeakable things to Michael Cole? Basically, it, it was implied. Yeah, I mean, no, you can't really say. But there you go. Well, um, we can. But after that, Sorry. after that, Hyder Wright then reveals his true intention of abducting Cole, and that is to read him poetry. What? Yes, very strange. It's a bit of a bit of a swerve. Um, they've got here Gillian um, Hall's blemish. <laughs> yes. 
That was very strange. <clears throat> but bizarrely, she was more attractive with it. She was... <laughs> Did you look... Because when they, when, when they removed it, she just looked like any other diva. True. <laughs> I know it sounds insane. Yep. But it, it wasn't such a blemish, it's some kind of horrible growth. Mm-hmm. But this this horrible growth, when you first saw it, I just thought, that's quite funny. And then eventually it was eaten by the Boogeyman. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember, oh, dear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, look, Mike, I think, I think some, I think even some people might struggle to come up with stuff like that. Yeah, it certainly wouldn't have crossed my mind. No. Let's take this gorgeous woman who we want to have as a valet for JBL. How do we get her over? Oh, oh no, no, you've gone again, Mike. You've gone again. Oh, no, no. And, and I'd imagine, boys and girls, he'd carry on talking, oblivious to the fact that we are still... <laughs> Mr. Ah. Chalkley, welcome back. No idea what happened there, but welcome back. I think it was my internet. I, 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 I had to refresh the page for some reason, and then I think as it did it, I had to load up, um, and then it went, it, it went bad. It went bad. Ah, very queer. Yes, yes. Well, now we are back. We were somewhere between Gillian Hall's buttocks. <laughs> we were. Um, another one. Uh, Vince McMahon is dead. Is he? The, uh, oh limo, the, the limo blowing yeah, up. Wait, wait is, is this breaking news? Yeah, no. The limo blowing Shit. up. <laughs> Poor bastard. He's only in his 60s. I know, I know, I know. So, the, the exploding limo, what did you think of that storyline? It never really... Because after that, Benoit happened, didn't it, if you remember? Yeah, so, wait, is this a, is this a ball-dropping one? Or a silly one? This no, they, they put this as one of the worst... Uh, I don't think it was one of the worst storylines. Because... We have no it idea was, where it, it was going to go. Yeah, it was so sure we don't know what would have happened. No. So, I no. Having said that, I agree with this one. Paul Birchall and Katie Birchall, the incest angle. I, now, I thought they they never did it in the end. They implied it for the first couple of matches, I kind of think, and then it ended. But even, let's be honest, Mike. The fact that they were even considering it, it has to go in here, surely. Let's take a decent wrestler and a very fit woman. Who is actually quite a good wrestler as well, reportedly. Who? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nikita, as she was known in the UK. And let's make them brother and sister and then have them shag. Not good. Why? I don't say that a few times today, but why? I know, I know. There's um, other ways of getting people over. Uh, they call making fun of Mickey James's weight as well. <laughs> they got in there as now well. This lay cool. We talked about this a lot at the time, and we were so delighted when Mickey James beat Michelle McCool for the title, and then Michelle McCool won it. Oh yeah! Did you see on uh, Night of Champions where they where Michelle McCool was part of the vote for the best diva of all time? <laughs> yeah, I think I tried to forget that, but there you go. That's on the list as well. But yeah. That's like having a best political leader of all time featuring Hitler. I mean, my God, it was just... 
my. She was so terrible. She was so annoying. Yeah. She she I mean she's only on there because of who she's married to, let's be honest. Yep. Yeah. I just hold one with that is by the way. I mean it was just so bizarre. No, that no, that was just that was just ridiculous. So there you go, Mike. There, there, there you go, Mike. There you go. Oh, by the way, speaking of Halloween and horrible things, I've kidnapped El Torito and I'm having him for breakfast tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> oh harsh. Just thought I'd let you know. So <laughs> Primo and Epico are not going to be happy with me. Primo and Epico, no, they're they're not. They're not. But I'll tell you what, my my mate, finish, finish, finishing it. Predict, oh, predict the Undertaker's WrestleMania match. But before we do that, um, there's there's talk of Goldberg Ryback at Mania potentially. Seriously? Uh, yeah, Dave Meltzer would mention it that they were maybe trying to get Goldberg in because I think on Raw, um, and the most recent Raw that's happened, they were, um, I think one of the announcers. Well, JBL, maybe one of them, was basically saying, look, they're charting Goldberg. I love it when they chart Goldberg. Um, and why would you do yeah. that? Why would you really do that when Ryback was out here? And, yeah, backstage, there, there, there's talk about it. Well, they had released a Goldberg DVD recently, and I've seen a fair chunk of it. Yeah, any good? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Good. Goldberg. I mean, I don't know. But who do you think The Undertaker, the, the most Halloween-y character... Over the years, yeah. I can argue. Who's he going to face at Mania, Mike? Moppy. Excellent. Take us away. When you take your mop and you clean up your house, you must remember this. Never kill a mouse. Because if you kill a mouse, you'll be haunted by a cat. And if you're haunted by a cat, he will kick you in the arse. Good night.